Warning, this program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in five, four. What does live mean? Uh. Welcome to the Rambling Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm your host, Christina. And this is a show where we ground humanity's most absurd and baffling ideas. Mm. And lately, we've been going down the rabbit hole, the infinite rabbit hole. And it's more infinite. And I think, now we've had a lot of recaps and whatever, and so I'm not doing that. Not in detail right now. I'm basically just gonna go over our discovery of the Elfame creature named Oros and his purpose real quick. Because we... That's the fairy snake, I guess. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fairy is incorrect. We should just start using creatures from Elfame as... Because, I mean, I guess we could call them fairies, but the problem is that's going to create the connotation. Of what? Of, like, fairies, as opposed to just magical creature. And magic is just another thing. It's not magic in the way we think of magic. Okay. Except for Mab, which is arguably the closest thing to an actual god we have seen so far. Mm Mm-hmm. And for all we know, this could just be, like, if we think of the Kardashev scale, like, maybe four or five years ago, we made an episode explaining how the Kardashev scale works. And it's basically the different scales of advanced civilizations. Mm-hmm. We're almost at one. And there's, like, what, five or something? Yeah, it keeps going. Up to our capacity, we can get to people who control entire solar system, people who control... Uh, I guess star systems, people who control entire galaxies, people who control clusters of galaxies, people who control universes. And it's possible that Mab is a universal scale, intelligent life form that might be one of many. Mm -hmm. And maybe she is just part of her civilization. And we think of like she made all of this because it's easy to make this. But there's something significantly more advanced. She's just some bottom feeder. We don't know. Whoa. Okay. But keeping that in mind, the narrative goes as follows, as far as we know. Mab, this god tier, this actual god tier that by comparison to anything we understand is omniscient in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Makes two important things. Elves to supervise the capacity of future civilizations, although they do not get dispersed until there is a worry, which happens a hundred years before Christ. Okay. So they've been around mm-hmm. for infinities, but they only get sent to put a cap on power about a hundred years before Christ. And then we have Oros, the serpent, this other thing. That guardian, or yeah. Something. That Mab gives astounding abilities as well. Mm-hmm. Per, primarily, the ability to make other snake serpent things mm-hmm. that are called the Naga, and the Naga, as Mab's has directed Oros, are to assist the intelligent civilizations that are advanced to assist them in whatever way is necessary for the respective civilizations. Mm -hmm. So 
help them get more powerful and make sure they don't get more powerful than us are the two systems that map creates. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's balance. Yeah. Optimal mm-hmm. balance. We need you to make sure that they can continue to develop and we need you over here to make sure that they don't surpass us. <laughs> so control the rate with these two things, a cap and a, an assistance. Now, Oros goes out of his way and he decides I'm going to make the Naga, which are his children, essentially. Mm-hmm. We call them children, but that's just deity speak. Assuming he's not literally just a serpent. I mean, he could literally be a serpent creature, yeah. but that he's using whatever technology exists from Elfame to create mm. these other things that are going to go assist. Yeah. They could be their versions of chimeras or androids or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. He makes this thing that we call the Naga, and they go out to assist the individual civilizations. Yeah. We know this to be true. We found this in two different texts. That's very interesting. And so we dive in a couple of texts and we find, you know, there's um, Echidna, the mother of, again, God speak the mother, but it's probably just another scientist who created um, Medusa and things of that nature. We have the serpent from the Bible that works in the garden. Okay. So there's examples of these things. Mm -hmm. And in the latest episodes, we've been investigating the advanced civilizations we have, what their reasoning for doing what they've done is. Yeah. But we seem to have been reaching a cap, like the, the resolution has been completed. We get that the idea seems to be, in theory, to get to Elfame. To get more powerful than and get to Elfame. Jesus is an example of an individual who only exists with the intention to get to Elfame. As well as Joseph the Golem created by the Jews. Which is, again, an individual made with presumably the intention to get to Elfame. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't really, really know. We don't really, really know. Well, we know that they can pretty much teleport wherever. Yes. Both of these individuals have the ability to cross two realms out of the three. Mm -hmm. And they're still working towards something. Yes. And magic seems to be woven into the creation of both of these individuals. Mm -hmm. So, I had a simple logic to then proceed with this. We know the Naga exist. We know that they are created by Oros. Which means there must be more. More. Naga. Okay. And the logic is very simple. If we follow the Naga, we land at the most advanced civilizations, and then we can see what it is that they're, why are they so advanced? What it is they're trying to accomplish with their advancements? Is it all going to lead back to the fairy world? Or, we don't know, I guess. Well, the idea would be to investigate that same thing, I suppose. (laughs) To try to find out, like I just said, Mm -hmm. what their goal is. Okay. If we knew, then there'd be no point in looking. But the idea would be to find out what it is that they're trying to accomplish. Because there are civilizations that are highly advanced. More than just the ones we've gone through, we've been following the same thread. Mm -hmm. So we have only gone through some of them. But the Naga are definitely spread out in different areas. So two 
things I want to discuss. One of them is very short and small. It reminds me of the time that we had to go through Luciferianism to find information. That was, man, could it be anything like that? Man, that was so crazy. No, but it opened a lot of doors. Yes, okay. I landed at this story just trying to prove and confirm that, yes, there are Naga in locations that we have not tried to look before. Mm -hmm. So, following the Naga and following Oros, trying to find mention of Oros or the Naga, I am led to the Australians, the indigenous Australians, a.k.a. the Aborigines people. Okay. Natives to Australia before the white man came and fucked them out of their land. Now, important details that weren't disclosed before, although the cap to power was dispersed a hundred years before Christ, the children of Oros had gone out about three million years ago. Way before the cap? Way Way. before the cap. To the point that it makes absolute sense. Of why there is one? Of why there's what? As to why there are caps in the first place? Like, they did something before she decided, okay, now we gotta send out these fairies? No, like, it's clear that they've assisted simply because we have places like the Sea People, Mm. who were 2.5 million years ago, so they definitely got assistance. Although, I doubt that the serpents are the reason for needing a cap in the first place, because there's many places that have caps that... There's many places that didn't even need a cap. They only have them because, you know, or not even, my bad. There's places that have serpents but don't need caps because they're advanced but not sufficiently advanced to be problematic. Okay. So the serpents have nothing to do. Again, the serpents serve whatever is already being done. Yeah. They don't add anything additional. They help. They're not providers, they are helpers. So the existence of the Naga in no way means that they're the reason that a cap was required. Mm-hmm. The ca- capabilities of the civilization are why the caps were necessary. Because why are there civilizations like the Greek that didn't necessarily need the cap? The fairies are just literally living alongside them, not interfering in any manner, shape, or form, because there's no reason. You guys aren't powerful enough to be a threat. Mm-hmm. But then things like the sea people are a fucking issue. Yes. So, again, the serpents don't really matter. The serpents are going to do whatever Mm -hmm. the civilization requires. Okay. Until we get to Australia, though. So, as the Naga were dispersed three million years ago, they were to go to somehow Mab and Oros had knowledge of who would be becoming advanced, and so these serpents went to those locations to assist. Now, they weren't all dispersed in one shot. They were slowly dispersed to where the intelligence was starting to build and where the technology began to develop. Mm -hmm. And then we get a serpent named Kajura. And Kajura is assisting some civilization that's developing. Mm -hmm. And Kajura decides... Fuck this. I'm not assisting some developed place. Kajura abandons post and ventures out of sight, popping up 60,000 years before Christ in Australia. 
where this serpent comes across natives. And the intellect of the serpent, who was helping formerly advanced civilizations that it abandoned, allowed it to understand at a higher capacity the workings of how humans function, and positioned itself as the god of these people, uh. in order to be worshipped and brought up. Did he bring them up as well? They were relatively... Not really. They were moving at their own pace, and this was not... The serpent naga was not... not creating an assistance necessarily Aww. as much as positioning itself as god so basically this is the rogue naga that decided to abandon its assignment uh, they refer to it as the rainbow serpent and uh because uh, this was a particularly interesting looking naga it was rainbow colored it liked water a lot it hung out in ponds and shit and it was just a giant snake or something like yeah t- uh, this is a shape-shifting naga it could change its size oh, okay and so the Australian Aborigines people thought of this as their god 65,000 years ago. And yeah, so this uh, Kajura tells them, as they're completely ignorant and it has access to highly advanced technologies, magic, and whatever else, yes. that it created the universe. Of course. It created everything. Uh-huh. And it made them as the chosen people. And that as long as they maintain its happiness, it will watch over them forever. Sounds very familiar. Yeah. And yeah, I just thought that was incredibly interesting. Wow. That's such a god thing. Or just, you know, like, if you find someone less than you, like, always. They all did it. They all did it. All those wannabe gods that are gods. I mean, they're still seen as gods, so I guess. But they're not really... Yeah. Like this thing. He's equal to those people. Those wannabe gods. Yeah, he abandoned posts and did what they all do. Wow. Decided to... Uh, Was he making them have sacrifices so far? I do not know. Uh, there's so little mm-hmm. on these people. Oh, okay. So... Yeah, it's very vague, the mention of the rainbow serpent, which is just Kajura. Okay. Yeah. Um, Kajura is actually mentioned... In other texts, as the Naga that abandoned post. Like someone else? Yeah. So basically, the same description of a rainbow prism snake. Uh huh. Where was he hanging out? Other areas. He's just mentioned in a bunch of different areas, nowhere specific. He's oh. mentioned by the Egyptians. He's mentioned by the same suspects, you know? Yeah. The people who have the most information, they all mention. Okay, but we can't tell which one he was. Which civilization he was originally watching over? No, because he, abandoned, he them. abandoned them, and who knows what happened? Presumably, they got replaced by he got the post was replaced. Yeah, but yeah, so Kajura was mentioned by the Greek, was mentioned by the Egyptians, was mentioned by the Persians. They just speak of the, the their respective naga speak of the one who abandoned post. Okay. He's a legendary fucking snake that went out and decided, I'm God. That's so crazy. Interesting. But what this story did was confirm the theory that there are more that we're, they aren't connected to the thread. They're insignificant instances that don't move forward to the larger picture we're trying to solve. It's just instances that relate, mm-hmm. but don't assist with the information. So I was like, okay, there must be. 
And so I stumble upon this story that confirms, yes, there is, in fact, other individuals that don't fit the bigger narrative. So we wouldn't stumble upon them at random. We'd have to look for them specifically. Okay. And so I go all the way back, go to Oros, and then start following any and every thread I can outwards from Oros and seeing where it goes. What else did you find? Well, I will get to that. From Oros, we know that they have, that he has, or she has, whatever the hell might be the case, has made the Naga. Mm -hmm. And that the Naga are sent to protect, or assist, advanced, or developing civilizations. Now, we know of particularly advanced civilizations. The three at the very top of every single interaction that we find, and then the subsequent ones, are the sea people, the very top, and we know that the serpent from the garden is with the sea people. That's Catholicism, Christianity as a whole, Judaism, well, yeah, merging with the sea people. I guess Christianity. Merging with the sea people. That's one thing. That serpent from the Bible is the sea people. One giant advanced civilization. We have the Egyptians, we have the Mayans, and then we have lesser civilizations like the Greek that are also highly advanced, but nowhere near the capacity of these other individuals because they wanted to be individualistic and as a result didn't have access to the same things. Hmm. But we at no point through deep diving, following the sea people, in which we know of their serpent, got mention of anything from the Mayans or the Egyptian. But if you cross-reference Oros Mm -hmm. and the Egyptians or the Mayans, you got something interesting. And I did so, opening the weirdest can of worms. And so we begin... With the Egyptians. What are they up to? Okay. <laughs> the Egyptians and Oros lead me to a name called Wadjet. Mm-hmm. Wadjet is a female naga. Uh, the appearance of a winged cobra. Okay. Very similar to the serpent from the garden, except legs versus wings, but just a normal snake-looking individual. Mm-hmm. Nothing extremely exaggerated, like the world snake, which is a whole other motherfucker. Yeah. Huge thing. Yeah, Vikings had an interesting one. By the way, that's another highly advanced civilization. Hmm. The Norse Vikings. Okay. And so, Wadjet, the female Naga, a winged cobra, is from the Egyptians. We know that they must have one if they are also highly advanced individuals. So we follow Wadjet and it takes us to an individual named Ra. 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 Now, Wadjet is often referred to as the Eye of Ra. She was helping you out. Yes. But he's an Egyptian though. Yes. Okay. And she was to assist with all his scientific endeavors and was in charge of subduing the enemies of Ra. Now, this is what I found through texts. Mm -hmm. This is what we were thinking that all these snakes are pretty much doing. Yes. And it checks out. 
I find proof that yes, her job is to assist with any scientific endeavor and to subdue any of his enemies. This is literal word for word. Now, who the hell is Ra? <laughs> Ra is the leader of the advanced Egyptian people of the time. Most likely a physicist. Wow. And an established nuclear fusion engineer. What? Here's a twist. He worked directly with the sea people. What? Mm. Ra was responsible for assisting in the design of the energy storage designs that we find in. In the pyramids. Oh my gosh. I was thinking he was related somehow, but... Okay. He's responsible for assisting in designing teleportation mechanisms found in Giza. Now keep in mind, these texts word it in such a way where he had the ability to power things. They mm-hmm. view him as everybody who is a scientist at those times by people who are lesser are seen as gods. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. So he is seen as the guy who brings power to all. He is seen as the guy with the capacity to move himself instantaneously and move others instantaneously. But exactly he is the true. one who bestows it. Teleporters. So it's what? energy and it's teleportation technology. Mm-hmm. He's using the pyramids for that He stuff. is the guy who designed it. Wow. And what? Ra was solely in charge of overseeing the energy of facilities that powered Egypt. So he wasn't just the leader of that advanced group of Egyptians that oversaw the normal, smaller, normal Egyptians. Uh But he was in charge of the facilities that created power for them, and he was the designer of a lot of those technologies with the help of the snake lady. Of Wadjet. (laughs) Wadjet. Now, Hmm. when Ra became too old to continue his duties of overseeing the Egyptian power management. He enlisted his best friend Horus, a meteorologist, (laughs) which would take over the duties and assist now with the help of Wadjet. So Wadjet moved as soon as, okay, I can't do this anymore. I need you to keep moving all my work forward. Wadjet then changed who she assists to it being Horus. Now, we take a step backwards into the same Egyptian culture, because now we have a couple of details. Adam. Adam is a creature from the Shadow Realm. What? Hmm. Had advanced knowledge of Shadow Realm technology. Had advanced knowledge of Shadow Realm sciences established a successful scientifically advanced civilization in the Shadow Realm, and then abandoned that civilization feeling that limitations had been reached. So he joins them? He was accompanied by a naga named Ophiomorphos. What? Which confirms a very important detail. What? A naga in the Shadow Realm. This is happening in the Shadow Realm, or this is this happening is happening in, in the Shadow Realm. I just said it's a creature from the Shadow from, Realm. I know that. Yes, but he's a creature from the Shadow know? Realm. I will get to these things. Okay. I will get. Don't be desperate. It, all it the questions will be sense. answered. Okay. 
Adam, a creature from the Shadow Realm, with advanced technological and scientific knowledge, establishes himself as a leader and creates highly advanced civilization within the Shadow Realm, later abandoning that civilization, feeling that it had reached its limits. Mm -hmm. And he was accompanied by a Naga named Ophiomorphus. So, quickly, I'll dive into Ophiomorphus before we continue. Ophiomorphus, described as a beautiful snow-white serpent, which makes absolute sense considering the Shadow Realm is inherently dark and demented-looking. So anything, is br- if it's not mm-hmm. from there, will look brighter and more beautiful. Mm-hmm. So a snow-white serpent, legged and winged, with golden feathers. Its Cute. wings were beautiful and had golden feathers. Mm-hmm. Named by the djinn, the Serpent of Light. Cute. Mm. <laughs> Originally serving a Shadow Realm leader named Yaldaboath. And Yaldaboath was a tyrannical warmonger who stole scientists and technologies from the Shadow Realm civilizations, slowly growing his knowledge and power. Eventually, Adam killed Yaldaboath. And took over his empire, and okay. a more uh, a Theomorphus, tasked with assisting this civilization, then became the direct assistant to the new leader, Adam. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy that this is actually within the lore and in writing. But then, so Adam leaves the Shadow Realm and joins. Well, he leaves the Shadow Realm and enters Egypt. Okay. Where he establishes... Uh, he joins the ancient Egyptians, which are the highly advanced. And with help of genius Earthrealm physicist, Hurrah, oh, formed an advanced research team with two additional experts that then come from the Shadow Realm, Tefnut and Shu. And one additional Earthrealm scientist, Capri, and the Naga Widget, and the Naga Ophiomorphus. I'm very confused about shadow people now. This changes everything. Well, you gotta, un- what, what is there to not understand? There's horrible creatures over there, yeah. and then there's people who are essentially the humans of that realm. The djinn. Okay. So what part of this is new information See, that you don't get? They're usually horrible. When have we said the djinn are horrible? The blood sucking and eating people and convincing people to sacrifice people so that they could come in here. The generalization that you're making is disrespectful almost, considering we have many humans who just decide to murder and commit war, but there's just a bunch who just live normal lives. So why wouldn't that apply equally? Just objectively, all the gin are fucked up. That's what it seemed like. I don't know. So, the argument would be that it'd be totally justified if the djinn looked at humans and were like, they're all fucked up. Not one of them is good. That yes. argument would hold up <laughs> just as much, then. I guess. That's yes. what you're doing, essentially. You're looking at the djinn and being like, there is no such thing as good over there. No, there's a bunch of dark shit over there. They got monsters and crap, but yeah. it's just normal to them. One of them comes over here and encounters a grizzly bear. You think they're like, oh no, that's just a peaceful... No, there's monsters over there in mm-hmm. Earth realm. Yes. You see how it works? It's the same thing. Uh-huh. 
We're usually discussing the things that cause bad things over here because those are the only things we can recognize. Mm-hmm. Anything that doesn't cause bad goes unnoticed for the most part. And we've in the past discussed jinn and they're not necessarily bad. Some jinn are just wandering. And it's fine. There's, we've had, epi- I think there's an episode just called Jin or something like that, where we're just talking. No, it's actually the Shadow Realm episode, where we're talking about the people from the Shadow Realm and then the creatures from the Shadow Realm. They're not the same. Okay. I remember the people from the Shadow Realm. The Jin. Okay. Yeah, and presumably um, Jehovah of Dark is a fucked up Jin. Mm. He's one of the bad Jin. Mm. But yeah, so these are. A couple of the most advanced individuals from the Shadow Realm and a couple of the most advanced individuals from Earth Realm decide on Earth Realm in Egypt to get together and start working on things. So far, so weird. Yes. Now, the research team would be named by the Egyptians the Sun Gods. <laughs> okay. Together, they enlisted a number of other scientists. Amun, He, Kek, Quirth, Abraxas, Thoth, and Horus. Keep in mind, we went backwards. So these are all scientists, part of the Sun God group. Okay. They would proceed to make a series of important technological breakthroughs. And they began to work alongside the scientifically more advanced sea people. The sea people. So the sea people and the shadow people are all hanging out with the Egyptians. The sea people were hanging out with the sun gods, which was a a scientific collective of Egyptians and shadow realm people. Is that what I said? (laughs) You said that the sea people and the shadow realm people are hanging out with the Egyptians Yes. That would assume that these are a group of sea people and shadow people together helping the Egyptians. No. It's a collective mm-hmm. made up of individuals that we will label Egyptians Okay, that included shadow people as part of that group. Mm-hmm. The people who weren't part of that group were the sea people. Okay. The shadow people and the Egyptians... We're one group of people. Mm-hmm. And the sea people are a different group of people. Okay. Yeah. And so they began to work alongside the more advanced uh, sea people. And assisted by the sea people. Well, actually assisted the sea people in creating a technology named Adam. Something. What? They say Adam? Yes. What is their information on Adam? Atem. A-T-E-M was the Shadow Room creature, and he came with a specific set of knowledge that allowed the Egyptians, along with the way significantly more advanced sea people, to create a technology that they called Adam. A-D-E-M. A-D-A-M. Okay. So A-T-E-M, name twisted, A-D-A-M. So this name was almost in uh, homage of Adam, the scientist dude. Yes, okay. of Adam, uh, Adam the scientist, in in honor of this creature from a different realm. We come up with the technology's name, Adam, mm-hmm. which is explicitly titled as technology. And how do they describe this technology? 
Well, that is unclear to some degree. But we know how it's described elsewhere, so we don't really need their description of it, because we kind of already know what it is. Mm. We would just, that would be redundant information. Now, Ra retires, as we know, as we established, because he gets very old. Mm. He is the leader of the Egyptians, and Adam is the leader of the scientific group with assistance from Ra. Together, they are equal, the, the co-owners, the co-leaders of the Sun God's research team. But Ra is the leader of the Egyptians, and thus the technologies that power his people, and the teleportation technology, and all that stuff. But Adam and Ra are partners, equals. They each have a Naga of their own, and they are co-owners of this scientific research team they design, make, and use to work alongside the way more advanced sea people to create powerful technologies. Now, Ra retires, and things kind of go a little haywire. Following the retirement of Ra, Abraxas, one of the scientists, who wanted to be next in line to manage the power generation facilities and implement his personal ideas, he's an Egyptian like Horus. Okay. He was angry that Horus is the one who got put in charge. Was not happy about that. So, Abraxas proceeds to steal copies of all the research the team had made. What? Abraxas makes his way to Mount Kaf. No. A location established by the sea people to give the sun god's research team access to and from the Shadow Realm. Now we know what the purpose of this mountain really was. Mm -hmm. It was designed with the help of the sea people. The sea people came and was like, okay, we can help you guys get to and from effortlessly so you guys have a way. Mm -hmm. So Mount Kaf is designed so that this team composed of Shadow Realm individuals and Egyptians can move to and from the Shadow Realm easily. So even before having contact with the Shadow Realm people, these Sea people are so savage at what they're doing. They could just... Here's a connection. It's cool. That's crazy. Okay. The level of advancement they have is yeah. so astounding. Yeah. But... What? That is so crazy. Abraxas proceeds to steal about half of all the data, copies of it. Mm -hmm. And he goes and makes his way to Mount Kaf. And he goes to the Shadow Realm where he is no longer heard of. Okay. And this data is the atom? Okay. All their research. All of it, okay. It's so much of their research, but yes, okay. Adam is one of the bits of research. And he escapes to the Shadow Realm with the research and is, isn't heard of again. Yes. Until we get to Jesus and other Jesus. I forgot his name. Joseph? Then we have the Era of the Knights Templar. And in the Era of the Knights Templar... After the sea people moved away from the palace of Al-Khuraz and left the Persian Gulf Oasis, after the Knights Templar were established by the Magi, after Mount Kaf was vanished from being accessed, the Knights Templar labeled Abraxas a traitor within all scientific circles and rewrote Abraxas in the Bible and the Torah as an evil demon. Oh, wow. So we can actually cross-reference Abraxas in both Egyptian uh -huh. lore as one of the great minds and 
in the Bible and the Torah as a demon. Of course. Wow. Wow. Do they have him in the Bible? Do they have any other mentions of any Egyptian um, scientist? Perhaps. But now let's unpack a lot of this. Okay. This is the information we have found. This is what we have. Now it's unpacking time. Hmm. We now know what Mount Kaf is. I don't think the mountain was just naturally the way it is. It was made that oh, way. Yeah. And it was made in collaboration. It was almost like the Statue of Liberty. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. From the sea people. From the sea people. We work closely together. We share a lot of things. And you guys are an amalgamation of friends from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And friends from here. And so we want you to have a way back home whenever you need. Which presumes that Adam still had access to his people consistently. Maybe he had some right hand that managed the people, but he had access to return to the Shadow Realm at will, which means he was mm-hmm. probably still in charge of his own people. Yeah. That's really cool. And it also confirms that there is a highly advanced civilization, factually, Over there. that is not related to the Jehovah of Dark. Mm-hmm. There's no way of getting those stories. What? That's pretty interesting. Not yet. Not that we know of. Yeah. But we have this much mm-hmm. that involves individuals from the Shadow Realm. Yeah. Wow. So who knows what to what capacity we might be able to unravel some of this information following these threads. Pretty crazy. You were going to say something? No. Okay. It's also fascinating that, yes, the Naga are everywhere. All civilizations have them. And this is an interesting situation in which we have a creature from the Shadow Realm with his own Naga and a creature from Earth Realm, an individual from Earth Realm, with his own Naga, and they create a scientific group. So there's actually two Naga in this overpowered research team. Two. Which are the two? There's the, the girl. It's Wadjet, the female, uh-huh. and Ophiomorphus, the oh. snow white, uh, golden winged yeah. serpent. Okay. I thought they were the same. Which one's which again? One is with. One is with Ra- Adam. That's oh. Ophiomorphus. Okay. That's the from Shadow Realm serpent that came from the Shadow Realm. Okay. They, the people of the Shadow Realm considered it the most beautiful, vibrant thing they had ever seen. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the djinn from over there have never been to Earth Realm. Although fear and things can allow them to come through because of how the physics between our realms work. Mm-hmm. A lot of them just don't bother, and so they have no concept of what things over here might be like. And so this is the most beautiful, vibrant, colorful thing they have ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then there's Wadjet, which is Ra's personal serpent. And he's an Egyptian? He is an Egyptian. Okay. An ancient, highly advanced Egyptian. Scientist dude. Yes. Responsible for creating teleportation technologies and uh, highly advanced fusion, nuclear fusion technologies. Hmm. Which then bring into question what technology was being designed between the sun gods and the sea people that required there to be a teleportation device aiming out to the great void. Oh, yeah, what does the Adam have to do with anything? Well, he's part of the group. 
No, the technology. Oh, technology, Adam. Well, yeah, interesting. I don't think Adam has anything to do with the teleportation technology. You don't think the technology has that other technology? I think they're unrelated. Oh, okay. Because we know that Adam is to create some sort of being with the capacity to enter the fairy world of Elfane. Mm-hmm. The fairy realm. I don't think that transportation technology that moves you through our own physical space is useful in any way to get you to Elfame because you need methods that are unrelated to our physics. Mm. While teleportation is just using our own rules. Nevertheless, it's such specifically our rules of physics that it's using entanglement. Mm. So I doubt they're connected unless in some way unobvious way. Mm. Or there's something or some one in the Great Void, which could be the case. Additionally, where did these Egyptians go? Those Egyptians and the Maya vanished. It's possible that what's in the Great Void are these guys. Are these Egyptians. Hmm. Are the sun god people that went over there, and that's why the Great Void even exists. It wasn't like that before. It's just them capturing all of these stars because they already have incredible energy production technology. Oh, Oh, they could be there. They could be over there harnessing Mm -hmm. energy. And that's why it's a great void. They just got a bunch of Dyson spheres surrounding an absurd number of stars. Mm -hmm. And using that energy to further their research. To power technologies that maybe make some rift that they can cross to Elfame or something. Something. If if it's connected to the technology of Adam, mm-hmm. then there is something there. Yes. If only we knew the truth of what it was all about. There's so much guesswork here. Like, what could their actual goal be? Whose? Any of them. <laughs> The shadow people, the sea people. Like, we don't really know what really, what they're really, really after. We know Adam is involved, and who knows if the teleportation is involved. Jesus might be involved. We know Jesus is involved. Jesus is designed by the creation of Adam and Eve. Well, what does anything, like, what's the end goal, though? We know some goals, yes, but not the true goal well as far as it seems we don't know exactly what the teleportation technology is Mm -hmm. we can assume that the energy production technology was to power certain technologies like adam and eve oh okay yes and like the hedron collider that uses an absurd amount of energy Mm -hmm. um whatever the fruits are Although the fruits themselves would be less technological, mechanical, and more... They would seem less technology, so I guess they wouldn't need power the way we produce it. But in order to make a being that's part magic and genetic and all, so we probably used actual energy for that. Yes. As well as, how do you make Mount Kof disappear? That's some sort of cloaking or teleportation technology. Just Mm. fling the whole mountain away? Where? Yes. How do you move an entire civilization from the Palace of Alcaraz in the Persian Gulf Oasis to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean in Atlantis unless you have some sort of teleportation technology? Yes. Okay, so that is important. And then you need something to power this immense teleportation. 
So we know why they have crazy power and we know why they need teleportation. And that's mm-hmm. all to protect the Adam and Eve technology that's in the garden and also contains the three fruits. Yes. So that's all one thing, presumably. And then if we assume the energy could be moved in the same way, then the entire Great Void is an energy collection facility that then comes through the Giza pyramids stored there and redirected. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. To wherever. Interesting. Because where is their tech? Okay. I mean, where's their power source? Where's their power source? They're underwater. Exactly. Interesting. Could be coming from the pyramids. From the pyramids, yes. The Great Void uses singularity, not singularity, entanglement to send energy from these colossal Dyson sphere that collect millions of stars. That's an absurd amount of power. Mm -hmm. Millions of stars. Then that gets sent entangled to the pyramids that store them and redirect again using more teleportation straight to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Yes. Because that's crazy, crazy amount of power that has to keep them protected and alive underwater. Like, that's a lot of power. They have to be invisible, undetectable, and unreachable at all times. That's ridiculous. Whoa. And if you have many, many, many stars worth of energy, then you have infinite energy and it's easy. Yeah. Because as far as we can tell, they're they're probably still pretty human. Like, they need to eat, drink, poop. You know, the basic. Yes. As far as we can tell. So, like, whoa. And not only that, we have something interesting with Ra, which is he was in charge of managing energy. But also the Egyptian gods, not the Egyptian gods, but the people known as the sun gods, that research Mm -hmm. team, is gone. Where are they? Yes. Are they still managing energy somewhere, except doing it for the bigger, badder, more powerful sea people directly now? Before it was for his own people. Yeah. But... More important matters. We have to abandon this place. They mm-hmm. suddenly disappear, and the technology level of Egypt just collapses overnight. And then we have to see the Egyptians start from a way more primitive level. This happens overnight. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Mayans literally just disappear with no fucking trace. So two groups of people just disappear. technologically advanced groups of people just vanish overnight. Mm. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. So where did they go? Why did they abandon? Space. Yes, exactly. They had to. We already knew that they yes. had to go to space. Yeah. Most likely to the Great Void. But now we know why. But now we know why. Yes. It's yeah. to continue gathering energy. Fuck the little amounts of energy yeah. we gather. We have so mastered pictures this. pictures of these godlike beings that are half animals, half human looking things. Those are just examples of shadow people? Yeah. Some of them are examples of shadow people. Others are trying to explain the individuals who were just keep in mind that these were humans before what we consider humans now these were people who were more advanced more capable and it was people trying to explain what it is they were seeing mm-hmm. like oh this guy could just pop up here and pop up over there he must be some sort of god okay it's like nah it's just technology but you're so primitive it looks like powers and magic to you and their pyramid, their hieroglyphs of like spaceships etc is probably related to the real tech yes people's tech yep. okay we're seeing all the same things present themselves over and over and over. So if mm-hmm. we were to connect all the dots together, then yes, the energy managing Ra 
and his collective of scientifically advanced individuals use Mount Koff to traverse back and forth, one of them abandons them and steals a bunch of data. Now that's dangerous. So we completely removed the passageway that they were using and the understanding of Adam and the other shadow people. They're like, okay, we'll stay on this side. Screw that uh, over there anyways. Hmm. And then they decide, we need to help you guys protect the immense amount of scientific advancement and knowledge that we have. So they store the backup of whatever they have at any given moment, or whatever they have at that moment, underneath the Sphinx and underneath the Mayan temples. Mm -hmm. Then the Egyptians decide, we're going to go. We know you guys can traverse space. You guys can survive underwater in immense pressure. We need your technology. We're going to teleport ourselves to this place too far for anything to reach us through normal means. And we just won't explain to anybody else how to use our technology except you guys. So you guys can teleport, and we can teleport, but nobody else knows how to teleport. Okay. So the sea wow. people get teleported underground after the Egyptians totally disappear, build mm-hmm. Dyson Sphere using immense energy that they can already use. But now, every time they create a Dyson Sphere, they have more energy, making it easier to create another Dyson Sphere. Yeah. And so they get another one, and they got two stars, making it easier to capture the third. Before long, they have so much energy, they can move the entire population of the sea people from the Alcaraz Palace in the Persian Gulf Oasis to Atlantis at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Create a barrier Mm -hmm. that makes them invisible and untrackable. They use that same energy that's coming all the way from the Great Void Mm -hmm. through the teleportation device using entanglement into Giza and storing it there to then create either a cloak or completely plunge Kaf into nowhere. Maybe flung Kaf all the way, Mount Kaf, into the Great Void itself, so nobody else could use huh. it, and they can still yeah. jump in and out. Mm-hmm. And if um, Abraxas were to come through, he'd pop up somewhere unfamiliar. Who knows? Who knows, yeah. And maybe there's a whole civilization established over there by the the sun people. Mm-hmm. The sun gods. Amazing. The sun people. And then all of this is so that the sea people can hide the technology, Adam, and the advancement on that Eve, the three fruits, mm-hmm. in whatever attempt they're making at something. At something. Ah, so close to this something. Yes, we know Jesus is a product of this, and we know later the Jews create Joseph as part of the same something. Yes. We don't know how the Maya work into this bigger picture that we've just established. But a lot of lines just crossed. Yes. We're getting a better picture of how everybody works together. Yes. Well, the end is still incomplete. There's still something missing. There's a lot missing. There's a lot missing. But it still feels We're inching. Like, We're yes, inching closer. It does feel like there's some progression. Yes. Happening. What? I wonder. Uh, We're that much closer to the answer to what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. What? And we know now of individuals from the Shadow Realm who just came through to assist. Mm -hmm. They weren't originally, but they came to these places and they're like, hey, I'm capable of this. And they're like, wow, a creature from the other side. And wow, a smart one wants to help and whatever. Great. This is a situation specifically with the Egyptian in which we have creatures from Elfame, creatures from the Shadow Realm, Mm -hmm. and creatures from Earth Realm working together. Amazing. Amazing. The first instance of that 
The first. The first instance in which we have all three all working three, together. Yes, yes. Wow. Is there more stories of all three working together? Fascinating, right? Huh. I'm sure, really, really, if we dive into the Maya, I know we're going to find something at least relative to this. Because they're somehow connected to this. They, they're somehow connected to this and we don't know how yet. We don't know how, so that's our next goal, maybe? Yeah, we know that they had a lot of energy storage, too. Mm-hmm. And we also know that they had the identical records that exist at the bottom of the Sphinx. Ah. So they're at least connected up until the point that the Maya disappear and the Egyptians disappear. Mm-hmm. And the Sea People disappear, which happens all at the fucking same time. For a fact, they're connected somehow. Yeah. And now we have how two of the three are connected. So the next is the Maya. The next one has to be the Maya. Man, if they talk about Jesus, I'll be shocked. It's crazy. I mean, they do have a mention of Jesus on their... They have yeah. mentions of Jesus and they have mention of the sea people, which are all just like, how the fuck do you know about any of this? Okay. You're the farthest from any of this shit. Well, we gotta re-look at all of this information. Mm-hmm. We might have missed something. Well, now we have more details mm-hmm. to compare with these notes. <laughs> we okay. have how they moved their people. We have where the Egyptians went. So we have where how the sea people were moved, how the Egyptians were moved, where the Egyptians went. We've known where the sea people went. We know where the Adam started. We know where Adam started, which was actually in Egypt. That was the original Whoa. data came from Egypt, even if the sea people mastered it. Yes. And then they created the much more advanced Eve. Mm. which at this point the egyptians are like okay you got it you guys are way better than we are we started the stones and you guys took it somewhere else entirely so now we're gonna just assist you in your infinite progression we're gonna focus on providing the energy you need yes i love this relationship between them oh it's so good interesting just sciences and sciences loving each other helping each other out yep what that's crazy. Except for that one guy. I guess he doesn't love the whole... Yeah. The jealous guy? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I'm glad you brought him back into attention because there's something interesting about that hmm? that is so fascinating to me. What? Abraxas steals information, which includes teleportation, includes energy creation and storage, and Adam. He could be... And then he goes to the Shadow Realm. Oh crap! Is he? Is I don't think he is. You don't know. I that, think we have the opposite scenario happening over there that we have with the sun gods. He has experience with shadow realm creatures coming from the shadow realm and assisting in a team called the sun gods research team. So he goes to the shadow realm and finds whatever smart group of people because he's not going to do it alone. He himself wasn't even the next in line from how down the totem pole. But he, he was. wanted to be. He wanted to be next in line to manage the store, the energy storage facilities and to implement his own things. His interest was never to become the next big god thing. He had a very specific goal, and he was angry that that didn't play out. He was mm-hmm. okay just waiting on that. Mm-hmm. So he had to find somebody who had other ambitions so that we can help each other accomplish our ambitions. Okay. So I'm thinking he went to the Shadow Realm and established what we will call... The moon gods. The moon gods, okay. So the moon gods are led by... What are you Jehovah of Jehovah Dark, Dark yes. or Abraxas. Or Abraxas. Or both. The way that Ra and Adam 
or work working together. together. Yes, yes. So you don't think they're the same person? But I don't think they're the they're same more person. likely just two people working together. No, because in the Bible, we have the night and day version of Jehovah, mm. and we have Adam as a different individual. Okay. So they know something that we've not established. They know the distinction somehow. Okay. Between Jehovah of Dark and Abraxas. Ooh. All right. Those are two individuals that we know for a fact exist in the Shadow Realm, and they have Jesus on their side. That's three people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's two Earth Realm individuals and one Shadow Realm individual working together. Yes. And we don't have Mount Kaf, so Jesus makes Jesus Gates, a.k.a. Shinto Gates, to assist coming back and forward. Mm-hmm. A fuller picture. Yes, yes. Getting somewhere, inching getting towards something. somewhere. Uh-huh. The narrative moves forward. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. I'm sure that we will find the Naga with the Mayan. And I'm sure that's going to be the doorway to what else is going on there. I know that's going to be the doorway. Bare minimum, if there's nothing else going on there, the Naga are going to guide us to the next intelligent, highly advanced civilization that might enlighten something. Yes. Maybe something in the Shadow Realm that will help us understand what's, like, exactly is, I guess now we're calling them the Moon People Organization. Yes. What's going on there. Yes. But also, the biggest problem is that we didn't get this information from the Shadow Realm. All this information was for individuals who left the Shadow Realm and Mm -hmm. were in Earth Realm. There's still no way for us to access documents or information directly in the Shadow Realm. No. We can only get the perspective of individuals who are in Earth now. Yeah, but that's still something. Yeah. We got something. We from... got something. We got some perspective. We know of a civilization that's advanced that's completely different than whatever Jehovah of Dark is working with, unless that's directly where they went, which mm-hmm. I doubt, because it seems like Adam had some connection with his people, presumably somebody governing in name in his name when yeah. he wasn't present. Because he was the leader of these people. He liberated them from infinite war. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he would use Mount Kaf to come back and forth along with um, Shu and Toph, whatever the hell the guy's name is, Tafnut, those two are uh, also Shadow Realm creatures that would, all three of them could use this back and forward, which means mm-hmm. they're also taking technology back to the Shadow Realm mm-hmm. to assist the civilization in a useful way. Mm-hmm. As the Egyptians and Adams civilization both being helped out simultaneously by the collective known as the sun gods i don't think abraxas went to that civilization i think abraxas went to find something else that he can start from scratch Mm -hmm. and joined i I think that's where jehovah of dark immediately gets this information and that's why hiding becomes important because now there's traitors but now there's a problem Yes. On top of Mab also trying to put a cap on this. We have traitors. We have Mab trying to actively stop them, which is why there's magic barriers left and right. Mm -hmm. So we know being under the ocean is just to stop the physical beings. But how do you stop the magical beings? Well, you got magical barriers stopping them. Yes. Yes. Hence, whatever's surrounding Atlantis and whatever's surrounding Athos Mm -hmm. and probably whatever's surrounding Koth. Yeah. There must be a combination of magic and tech. And tech. And Shadow Realm power. Yes, whatever that is. Whatever that is. There's a lot, there's mixtures going on. Now we're getting, we're hitting a pinnacle where it's no longer just advanced tech 
It's magic, which is another form of tech, and it's power, which is another form of tech. It's the most advanced tech. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where we are. That's what's going on so far. That's what I found. Whoa. That's all interesting. I love it all. Yes. I just want to know more about those moon people. I keep thinking to the call them, gods. like, I don't know what else to give them. The moon That's gods. their title for now. That's their title for now until we find out what name. Yeah. What name to give them, what they call themselves, or if they don't, then Are we're just going to refer to them. more about them and more about the sun people. Yes. If we gods, come across a Braxis again, maybe we'll have more information. Mm-hmm. That'll be very useful. Uh, and I'm wondering, like, if the cat people have anything to do with either sides. That would be interesting to see. That would be interesting. Because I never thought, like, maybe they're just shadow people hanging out over here this whole time, and I don't know. Well, I think they were also just highly advanced individuals from Earth, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were just some of the first to become... Yeah, but I wonder if they're we're working with any groups of these people we're talking about. Oh, interesting. I, I think definitely the Mayans are going to work into this. Yeah. Because we already know they're part of it. We just don't know how. Yeah. We know that during the mass exodus that was of the Sea People and of the Egyptians, the Mayan also vanished. Mm-hmm. They also went somewhere. The assumption, so far we know, and we've confirmed what we thought about the Egyptians, which is to space. Mm-hmm. It's possible that our original assumption about the Maya were correct, and they are underground in some sort of pod that's preserving them, but to what end? For what? So that's what we would need to find out. Anyways, if you guys like any of this information, if you have any input or perspective on any of this, you can message us, tell us about it on all our socials, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, or X, that's all at JustConvoPod. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show! Yes, and word of mouth. Tell everybody all of what we have discovered. All of this is on the internet. It's hard to piece together, but again, if you find all the individual pieces, you can put it all together. It's all out there. None of this is made up. It all exists within religious texts, scriptures, hieroglyphs. All of it is out there. Uh, Help us connect the dots. Help us. This has been The Rambling Podcast. Take nothing personal, and thanks for listening. Bye. The podcast is hosted by Christina Colazzo and Jack Thomas, produced by Lynn Taylor and published by GreatThoughts.info, art by Zero Lupo, and logo by Seth McAllister, with social media managed by Amber Black.